Hey, this is Quentin Moore, and I'm the pastor of the Father's House, and this is our podcast. Thanks for joining us today. I hope the message inspires you, gives you faith, and lets you see that God is truly moving in your life. We hope you enjoy today's message. So I'm going to try to not let the caffeine kick in and do too fast, too hard, but here we go. Hebrews, the reason I was talking about coffee is because I'm going to come out of Hebrews this morning. Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Therefore, anytime you see the word therefore, you need to know why it's therefore. That means you should have read Hebrews 11 with all those by faith, by faith, by faith. They did all those things, right? Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses... Let us also, say, let us also, say, me too. Let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and the perfecter, the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of of the throne. What a great verse. I love this. You know, the, most of our race is running obscurity. Have you ever noticed that? 26 miles of a marathon, very little of it is seen by anybody else. You're running through and around and nobody else sees it. Well, during the time of the Greek uh, uh, rise of the empire and the Olympics, really you would run, but then you'd come back in and run a couple circles around the stadium because there were people there that would cheer you on. Paul, or whoever wrote the Hebrews, picks that up and says, every once in a while you run through the stadium because there are people in the seats that are cheering you on. And you need to know that there are people that have run the race of faith before you. They have lived before you and they have kept the faith and they finished the race, these ancient people. And every once in a while I wonder if someone from the ancient past could step up, what would they say to us? In 2020, when we're running through what we're running through right now, what would those that have come before us, you know, that, that, that were slaughtered, that were thrown, what would they say? Uh, what, what, would, what would they, in, I think Noah might say, you can make a difference. I think Esther would say, this is your time. Uh, uh, I think that somebody like Joseph might say, don't ever give up on your dream. Uh, I think that somebody like Moses would say, well, don't look at the sea. I think that Abraham might say, you're never too old. I think David might say, don't let other people define you. I think Jonathan might say friendships matter. I think the little boy might say a little bit goes a long way. I think we have to remember that other people have lived the faith before us. There have been other people that have lived in troubled times. There have been seasons of plagues in every generation. Scripture teaches us that contrary to what we as American Western people think, that this faith thing is not an individual journey, that there is an us to this, that we are part of a divine relay team, if you will, that there are others who have come before us, and if we forget that, we will forget that there are others that will come after us, that there are those who are watching us at this moment, that they will tell stories to our great-grandchildren about how we lived in this season. They will. And we have to remember, it's not about how fast an individual is, how much faith the individual has. It's not how good the individual is. It's about whether we are able to take this faith that we have been given. Jude, in the third verse, says, 
that he was writing to them about their common salvation and he recognized he needed for them to contend for the faith that was once and for all given to them. We have been handed a faith. And sometimes we ought to contend and fight for that faith. I, I'm, I was never very athletic. I mean, look at me. I'm, I'm not. But the one thing I could do is run a little bit. I wasn't overly fast, but they'd put you on a relay team, right? And, and, and it lets you run first because then the other people could make up for, oh, well. But in a relay team, you have to pass that baton to somebody. You have to run your piece, and then you have to pass that baton. And, and, and there, there's, there's a couple of keys to that. You, you've only got a line from here to here. There's only a certain space to hand that off. And if you don't hand it off in that space, you're disqualified. And, and for most Olympian runners, that's 1.9 seconds. You got 20 meters and two seconds to pass that thing off. Now, just in a metaphorical way, understand that our life is but a vapor. And that we may be living through a season, but it is, it is that fast. And you got to focus about handing this faith. Can I tell you the most important thing that we will do in our lifetime is preserve the faith, that faith that's been entrusted to it, and we'll pass it forward to those that follow after us. And we've probably got two point no seconds and 20 meters to do it. So I follow the Olympics because I love the Olympics. And in 2000, 20 years ago in Australia, the women's 400 meter the women were the best. America was the best. They should have won. They, they, they should have won, but they got sloppy. And as they were in the second exchange, passing off the baton, they got sloppy. And the team from Bahamas went by them, and they never caught them. And the best, the fastest, the strongest did not win because in two seconds, they messed up the handoff. Missed opportunities, windows of faith. Those 2004, America's still the best team, strongest team, fastest team. And Marion Jones comes into the exchange to give it to Lauren Williams. But she was tired. She did not finish strong. And she was slow. And you can watch the video as she's shouting at Lauren, I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to make it. And they fumbled that handoff. And America, again, had to settle for a bronze instead of a gold. How you pass the faith forward. You can miss a divine moment. You can miss a moment to forgive. You can miss a moment to love. You can forget a moment to serve. You can miss a moment to unify. You can miss a moment to reconcile. And if you miss that moment, it will not only affect you, but it will affect the outcome of generations. We cannot. In 2008, they go to China. They're still the best. They're the fastest. They're the strongest. And in the third exchange... They not only didn't make it, they dropped it. And if you drop that baton, if you don't pass that baton in that 20 meters and in that two seconds, 
in the Numbers chapter 13, go take the promised land. Sent out spies. They come back. They were scared. They missed the moment. They missed their moment. And they wandered around for 40 years and died in the wilderness because they didn't take advantage of the moment. We are in a moment. And if we're not careful, we'll miss this moment. We'll miss this moment because of the fear. We'll miss this moment. I was talking to Stephanie a few weeks ago as we were walking out the door, and I still haven't been given permission to, to jump all the way into it, but, but, but the book of Habakkuk. Anybody got a Bible? A real Bible. You know, one that's got covers on it, right? <laughs> Not technical. But if you open it up, there's always a preface at the front of a, of a, of a book, and it'll give you... If you just read the... The, the paragraph that describes Habakkuk, it'll tell you that Israel was falling apart as a nation. It was falling apart. And the people of God were going, what are we going to do? And in chapter 2, God says, the just shall live by faith. You're not the first group of people that have faced challenges in your culture. You're not the first group of people that have faced plagues and political upheavals. You're not the first group of people that have faced nations that are in turmoil. And from the very past, the answer has always been, the just shall live by faith. Listen, we can't be shook by what's going on. We're the people of God. Hebrews 4 says, For indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them, but the word which they heard did not profit them because it was not mixed with Say faith. This is the moment of faith. This is the moment where we stand in faith and don't miss it. In 2012, the same team went back to London. They made their exchanges and they won the gold. So what's the point? Well, therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses that have lived before and shown us the way, let us also lay aside every weight and sin that so easily clings to us, and let us run the race with endurance. I'm not confused. I'm not at all confused, contrary to some of the emails I get. I don't need anybody to clarify to me. I know what I've been called to do. I've been called to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ the son of the living God, the one that came and died and rose again. I'm not at all confused. I'm not a medical doctor. I'm not an attorney. I'm not an accountant. I'm not a plumber. I'm a preacher. And can I tell you something? I know what I'm supposed to be doing. It didn't change last March. It hasn't changed today. I don't care who sits in what office. I know who I am and I know what I'm supposed to do. I'm not at all upset about that. St. Jude says we need to contend for the faith. What do we need to contend for? I need to, uh, you got to understand something. I didn't make the faith up. I didn't make it up. It was given to me. And you don't get to make it up. I don't really care what any of your opinions are about the faith. The faith is Jesus died, he rose, and he's coming again. That's the faith. If you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you shall be saved. If you begin to live according to the voice of the Holy Spirit, your life here is going to be better than if you disobeyed. That's the truth. It doesn't really change just because, well, I thought. I don't care. 
We're not here by accident. Out of all the people that God could have pulled out of the universe of the womb of your mother, he picked you. He chose you. You're not here by accident. He chose you on purpose, just as he chose Moses and Abraham and David and Gideon and Samson. He chose you to be alive in 2020 and to face this time, Esther. This is your moment. The Bible says David served his generation and went to sleep. Listen, I'm going to serve my generation and I'm going to go to sleep. You're going to serve your generation. There are so many issues. Have you noticed? Good Lord, they got issues. We need them to follow the example of the woman. But we got issues. We got crisis. We got disunity. We got heartaches and pain and injustice. And I understand how it's easy to be overwhelmed and how it's easy to lose focus. But can I tell you, we got too many unbelieving believers. Shall I say it again? We got too many unbelieving believers. They haven't been told the true gospel. And if you mix the gospel up, faith will. We're going to hear the good. Can I just tell you, I think all of those sitting in the stands, those come before us, I think they're going, tag, you're it. I think this is your moment to run. This is your moment to shine. This is not a moment to run for cover. This is a moment to run at it, not from it. This is a moment to stay in the game. This, oh, well. If you don't know who you are. You see, I'm very aware that the enemy is trying to distract me from doing the one thing that I've been called to do. And can I tell you something? I stand with people going, I do this, I do this, I do this, I do this. And I think, you know, I understand. I am personally responsible. I am personally responsible for the evangelization of the world until Jesus returns. I really believe that. If I didn't believe that, I'd quit and go get another job. But I've been standing in this place for 34, almost 35. I've been standing here and listen, the only thing I've been called to do is to share the good news of Jesus Christ that somebody could miss hell and get to heaven. That's the only job I got and I don't care what's going on in the... And can I tell you something? That's your job too. Every one of you have been called to be an evangelist. Every one of you have been called. It's not about you, boo. <laughs> Sorry, sis. No one cares. I, I, that's why we give money to this. That's why we tithe. Listen, I tithe not so I can get rich. I tithe because someone needs it. I give money this week, this morning, the morning we give our tithe. I gave my money this morning because there's people in India. There's people. I know what we... Listen, you paid for somebody's child care this week because they're in a hospital. You did that. I didn't step up here and take a special offering. Well, pastor, I didn't know that. You don't need to know that. You need to work, take care of your kids, and tithe. You need to work, take care of your kids, get your water heater running, and, and listen, there are a group of people we do the best we can to meet every need we can meet. And if I have to stand up here and tell you every time someone... Can I tell you, if I started down through my prayer list, we'd be here all day. It takes a whole book for me just to keep track of your prayers. I write them down there. Well, I didn't know that or I'd give him money. Just give money. I am unashamed of asking you to give. Can I tell you something? I am unashamed. I know the cause for which I'm asking you to give. It's for the cause of the lives of other people. I've listened to people for 40 years tell me all the churches want our money. Listen, I'm an unashamed fundraiser. 
for the kingdom of God. I have no problem in looking at you and telling you, do without a Starbucks so that I can feed. Do you know for $30 a month, I can support a family in India? 30 bucks. Notice how quiet it gets. Listen, I've been called to prepare the way of the Lord. That's the purpose of this church. My individual calling is to it is to teach you how to live in daily fellowship with the Father. Our corporate calling is Luke chapter 3. Prepare the way of the Lord. If you've been here very long at all, you know you've heard that. That hasn't changed just because there's another virus. Say, this is my time. This, come on, look at your other neighbor because they didn't get it. This in Judges chapter 2, there's the story about how Joshua uh, lived and died and was buried. But there's a verse in 2 Judges chapter 2, verse 10. It's one of the saddest verses in the whole Bible. And when all that generation had been gathered to their fathers, another generation arose after them who did not know the Lord, nor the work which he had done for Israel. They got comfortable. They got lazy. Joshua watched them come out of slavery. Joshua saw the Red Sea part. He was with Moses. He went up to the mountain. He saw the Ten Commandments on the stone. He ate manna that fell out of heaven and water that came from the rock. He survived the wilderness of 40 years with a bunch of complainers. I mean, he watched the Jordan River part. He watched the walls of Jericho came down. They possessed the land. And he died. And the next generation knew nothing. We are one generation from people losing who God is. We cannot let that happen because of a virus or because of a political argument. We have got to stay to the task and understand that we've been called to share Jesus with the world, and that's the only thing we can do. Oh, well. And I am not ashamed of standing here and saying to you, this is that moment. It's why you ought to stay online. I'm fine. If you need to stay at home, you stay at home, but stay online. Watch this thing. Have a watch party. Invite somebody else to come. Take notes. Pray. Clap with the rest of us. Move the couch out of the way and dance for God's sake. But don't just sit and do nothing. Oh, my God. God corrected me, Tana. I walked out that door last Sunday, and God said, I didn't tell you to say that. You hear me. God slaps me. I walked out that door because I said, listen, I thought last year when we started, the word focus means to replace the carpet and get this. Do you know we finished every room around here but this one? You remember? How many of you sat there and went, yeah, that's good. That's good. Y'all went, yeah, that's good. And God, I stepped out there and the Lord said, did I tell you to stop? I went, no, sir. I'm just grateful to be in the room. He goes, yeah, but I got a bunch of people I'm going to send there and it needs to be ready when I send them. He said, I didn't tell you to stop building. He said, I told you to keep building. He says, what are you doing? He said, tell them people to get this thing going. Because he said, I got thousands of people going to come here. And I went, what? He goes, I got thousands of people. He goes, you stop preparing to close. You start preparing to open more services because he said, you're going to be doing so many. I said, God, I'm old. He says, yeah, but Sean's not. (laughs) You're looking at me like a dog and a. Okay. Okay, what could I extrapolate from Hebrews chapter 12? What, what could I? Okay, here's three things. Let us lay aside every weight and sin. It, it, you may not like this one. The, 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 the Passion Bible says it replaces weight with wound. 
Anybody here been wounded? If you've ever been wounded, it becomes a weight. You ever been hurt? It becomes a weight. And if you're not careful, you'll begin to carry that. Any good coach will tell you, you got to get in shape to win the Super Bowl. You might have to drop a pound or two to run the race, to fight the fight. So you got to let go of those weights, those bitternesses, those habits, that angry, that thought that you got to let, some of you have put on a little stuff and you got to take it off. You got to let go of it. You got to get over it. You got to move. We got a race to run and you got to get rid of it. You ain't going to like the next one. If you don't like that one, you won't like this one at all. That's sin. Nobody wants me to talk about sin. Can I tell you something? If, the, if all you ever hear in church is sin, you're in the wrong church. If all you ever hear is sin, 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 you're in the wrong church. But if you go to church and you never hear about sin, you're in the wrong church. I'm just trying to make sure you get the next part because it's going to be hard to go down. Uh, so sin, right? You don't know what to repent for if you don't know what sin is. Can I tell you the good news is there's a Savior. We got the vaccine for sin. We got the antidote for sin. It's called the blood of Jesus. Jesus will remove your sin, but you got to know what it is you need. Re- we don't want to talk about sin. We don't talk about it. We don't. See, we, we've gotten lax in the 21st century. Can I tell you, immorality is sin. What does it mean by immoral? If you're sleeping with somebody that you ain't married to, that is sin. Do I need to get any more plain? If you're a liar, that is sin. If you beat your wife, that is sin. If you can't hold your liquor, that is sin. I should say it this way. If the liquor holds you, that is sin. If it's against the law, it's sin. Yeah, but I don't think there's anything wrong with this. It ain't no word. It's against the law, dummy. Are you getting anything I'm saying here? You are never going to run a race and intentionally, well, I didn't know that was wrong. Oh, you did too. You and I always know. We do it anyway. Oh, come on. See, we don't want anybody to feel bad. We, we, don't, we don't talk about sin because we... Listen, how many of you know Sean was diagnosed with something two and a half, three years ago? Listen, what if that doctor came in town and said, well, we don't, we don't want to hurt your feelings. You, oh, you've got bronchitis. You know what we'd have done? We'd have sued him for malpractice. Listen, I'm your pastor. I love you. There are some people that need to be sued for spiritual malpractice. Because that's sin. And that will kill you if you don't get the antidote to that sin. Oh, nobody likes it. I could have stayed over in the, this is your time, right? But you will not win if you don't let go of the wounds of the past and lay down the sins. Oh, my God. Nobody going I don't care whether they keep the church open now or not. I ain't ever coming back. (laughs) Okay. Number two, let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Yeah, you got to run your race. Can I tell you something? We're the Father's house. 
Listen, I'm working hard to be unified with everybody in our community. But now we the Father's house. We got to run our race. We got to run our race. I can't run XYZ's race. There are other churches going to make other decisions. We got to run our race. Don't you dare judge other people. We got to run our race. This is our race. I got to run my. You know why many people aren't running their race? They're trying, they want to run other people's race. You, you, they want to run. You, how many? How many of you know somebody that we really want somebody else's race? They want their life. Can I tell you what? What the problem is is while you're scrolling through other people's race, you could be striding through your own, but you're too busy scrolling through. That's good. I don't care what you say. I worked on that line. Well, I'll run when this is over. Well, I'll run when it stops raining. I'll run when... No, no. We've got to run now. We've got to run now. The gun's fired. The race is on. This is our moment. Number three, fixing or looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher, the founder and perfecter of our faith. Who for the joy... I I could digress. This is not in the... the, the, Even in my sermon, but I can't hardly miss it. I got one. I'd go back to my office and pray. I said, Lord, can I preach on that? He said, no, preach on this, but I'm going... Joy? Who for the joy? I I mean, do you understand that Jesus went to the cross going, this is what I was made for. Do you understand that the one we call Lord looked at the cross and said, watch this. Do you understand you don't have a right not to be full of joy? Do Do you understand you don't have a right not to be happy? Do you understand? You ought to be looking at this moment going, yes! Because we're crazy. We believe in a virgin birth. Don't try this at home. We! Did I say that earlier? Yeah. Let us look. Let us look to Jesus. Let's put our eyes on Jesus. Listen. No, I did not see that post. I did not see that episode. I did not read that report. I didn't watch that game. Because can I tell you the last six, nine, six, three month, I've had to get so focused that I ain't got time to scroll through that. I ain't got time to read that. I ain't got time to listen to that. Because you see, I got to focus on handing this thing off. I got to focus, Dale, on walking in faith. I got to focus on staying in the gospel. I got to focus on the kingdom of God. I ain't got time to listen to what other things are going. I got to stay focused. And focused people look foolish. They look foolish. When you are focused, when you are radically focused, like the people in Hebrews chapter 11, you can't stop. You, you got you to finish what you started. I mean, I know it looks nuts, I know it looks crazy. But can you imagine, Noah, what are you building? An ark? An ark? What's an ark? I don't know. But I was told to build it. Well, Noah, why are you building an ark? Because it's going to rain. What's rain? It had never rained before. Do you know how foolish? Moses, we've got an enemy behind us we got a sea in front of us. 
what are we going to do? I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? What, what are we going to do? He goes, i got a stick. <laughs> do you know how foolish those ancient voices are? What do you mean you got a stick? i got a stick. I, I don't. David, what are you going to do? I don't know. What, what are you holding? Rocks. Do you understand that people that we celebrate today, how foolish they looked in their day? You want us to what? I want you to walk around it and keep your mouth shut. Do you know what? I'm so glad he's never told me to tell you that. Because you wouldn't do it. If he ever tells me to tell you to be quiet, I, I wouldn't because he ain't We're done. Yeah, yeah, right. I saw three husbands look at their wives out of the corner of their eye. Ain't that? Walk around, and when I tell you to shout, shout. Woo! You want us to what? They, they got Scud missiles. They got rocket launchers, and you want us to shout? Yeah, I want you to shout. You, you do understand that God never fully equips us with weapons that match theirs. At least not in the natural. It never looks like we can win. It always looks like we're going to be slaughtered. Oh, you didn't. We always look outnumbered. We always look ill-prepared. We never communicate with each other well. I mean, we always look like a bunch of... Are you getting it? Can you... See, Abraham looked foolish. Where are we going? I don't know. But I own it. What do you mean you own it? It's mine. Where is it? Don't have a clue. Can, can you imagine Sarah at Babies R Us? Only my mind works this way. I read the Bible and I think, you're 89, honey. Them eggs are done gone. What if you... If I have to explain that to you, come back tomorrow. Uh, what, what are you doing, Sarah? Oh, I'm buying baby clothes. For who? Me. You know how foolish Abraham and Sarah look? How, how, how dumb Joshua is marching around and around. Esther. I'll go talk to the king. You know how silly that sounds? Mary. Oh. Ah, you what? <laughs> you got visited by who? You're nuts. They wanted to kill Mary. Or the wise men. They left everything and brought. Listen, we're living between the first advent. We're going to celebrate it in about three weeks. We're, we live between the first appearing and the second coming. I believe he came. I believe he's coming again. And my job is to live in the middle and be the herald of both. You do understand Silent Night was not all that silent. We love singing. Silent. There are angels shouting in the heavens. It is not all that silent. That baby slept through a charismatic work. Never mind. See, I believe that the same Spirit of God that lived in them lives in you. 
I believe this is our moment. I believe that if we'll let go of every weight and sin, I believe if we'll run with endurance, our race, not anybody else's race, run our race. What have we been called to? We've been called to prepare the way of the Lord. Luke chapter 3, Mrs. Fenton came into this building. We've been called to prepare the way of the Lord. We've been called to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ in its honesty and in its fullness that other people could come to know Jesus Christ. That's what we've been called to do. We've been called to lay hands on the sick and see them recovered. We've been called to herald that. That's what we're called to do. Let us run our race, Father's house. And let's put our eyes on Jesus. Let's stop looking at the things of this world and let's look only to Jesus. Let's keep our eyes on that. And let's understand that when we come into this room, we're doing one thing. We're exalting the name of Jesus and we're expecting God to do something in the lives of the people that are here and those that are there. That's how we're going to get through. Stay online. Stay on the app. Call somebody. Pray for somebody. Encourage somebody. Kent was saying it as I started. I thought, well, I'll just sit down. Between him and Heather, I got nothing else to say. It's three little things. Let go. Let's run. And let's keep looking. It's that simple. You see, in these moments, we don't need real complicated. In these moments, we need to be reminded that there's others that have come before us. And there's others that's going to come before after us. Our job is to make sure in the 2.0 seconds that we got and in the space that we call our lives, I got one thing I got to do, Kent, and that's hand that faith. Hand that faith. Because we're one generation. One generation away. I'm fighting for the faith. I'm not fighting it. I'm fighting for the faith. I fought the fight. I kept the faith. And what's laid up for me is a crown. We've got to finish the race, and this is our moment. i got news for you. This is our 1.9 seconds. It may feel like a long time, but in the scheme of things, it's a vapor. This isn't about you, boo. This is about the faith. This is about the faith. we got to stay. we got to stay. We've got to stay. Hallelujah. Stand with me this morning. That's what he told me to tell you. Amen. That's what he told me to tell you. Look, look at your neighbor and say, man, if you're weighed down, get rid of it. If you've got sin in your life, confess it. Right? Get done with it. Just get done with it. Hey, I hope the message truly inspired you today. If it did, do a couple things for me. Subscribe to our show and it'll just drop right into your feed and you can stay current with all that we're doing. The second thing is, is if you've been impacted by this ministry, you can click the link right there in front of you and you can become one of our givers. And that'll help us to keep spreading the gospel and the good news around the world. Everyone needs to hear the good news right now, maybe more than any other time. So God bless and I'll see you next time.